welcome to the Eastside Movement Company podcast. I'm Dr. Anthony Arcido, co-owner of Eastside Movement Company. This podcast, we are going to discuss all things health and wellness, dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way you can actually understand. Hello, welcome to uh, the Eastside Movement Company podcast. I'm Dr. Anthony, uh, and today I'm super excited because we have my good friend, uh, fellow cyclist, breakfast clubber, uh, driveway, um, you know, I would say teammate, but we never really ride as a team, but that's okay. Uh, you got to now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Chris Klaus with us today. Chris, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. I'm super excited to have you on. We love to nerd out about cycling stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel like we could just talk about it for like hours and hours and hours. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Chris, tell us a little bit about you. So, you are from Indiana, yep. correct? Yep. Okay. You've been in Austin for how long? 13 years now. 13 years? Yeah. Nice. I nice. Um, moved here in 2008, and I've been in the landscape industry for about 15 years. So, nice. it's going to be a little bit of an interesting perspective based on what you've had in the past as far as guests coming in. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. It's funny you say, like, what you do because, like, we – have been we've known each other for a few months now um and like a month ago uh my wife emily was like what does chris do i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> she's like don't you guys talk about that i'm like no we just talk yeah. about cycling <laughs> yeah we just nerd out all the time i'm always picking your brain on like uh interesting like trainer road stuff and and just the, the body element to cycling as well for yeah. sure Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, it's funny how like that works. Cause like, I think, uh, Sean, uh, he was like saying the same thing. Cause his like, wife's like, what do people do? And he's like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> right? like, I don't know what anybody does. Yeah. <laughs> a few questions. Just yeah. writing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how long have you been cycling for? Um, pretty much all my life. Uh, when I was growing up, it was always a form of transportation. Um, my parents were awesome and they would drive us to practices and stuff, but mostly I would just ride down the road or go into town and grab a snack or some candy. And that kind of transpired into, um, a little bit more of a BMX background from, from what I started with. And, uh, once I moved to Austin, I, uh, got exposed to a little bit of BMX racing and that was fun. Um, I was just at a pump track out at Walnut Creek one day and a guy rolled up and was like, Hey, you know, you should try going out to the track and racing. It's kind of like breakfast club where it was, mm -hmm. The environment was, let's try to really boost this community up. And so I got sucked into that and uh, went out for a few nights to do some practices on a Tuesday night and really enjoyed like just the process of everything and thought it was cool to have like a an element of competition there as well. Um, and then it got to a point where I was ready to race and I did a race and uh, ended up winning the first race. That's sweet. Right? That's awesome. And <laughs> I ended up winning like the first five weeks of, of doing it. And then the sixth week I broke my collarbone and I was done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fast, fast start and a fast end, but it yeah. was fun. And, um, I didn't, I didn't get back into it after that. It was, uh, my chain dropped and crashed at the starting line and it was uh, pretty wild, but it was, it was fun while it lasted, but I, I quickly shut it down after that. Yeah. 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 It's, I know nothing about BMX stuff. So is it, I'm like, it's not on a dirt track. Is it, it is. Yeah. It is? Yeah. It's a dirt track. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially like a pump track. There yeah. are some jumps that are incorporated in there. And obviously as you gain in, uh, 
in skill level, you will accomplish those jumps rather than just kind of manual through them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a part of the cruiser class, which is kind of more towards the guys who are adults versus uh, like teenagers. Yeah. Um, you have a 24 inch instead of a 20 inch wheel. I see. Uh, a little bit more comfortable, a lot less jumping, more like speed manually through the rollers and jumps and everything. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, competition for me is huge. And so yeah. that was just a way, an outlet for me to kind of get into um, I've always done like Austin sports and social and like flag football and stuff like that. But cycling has always kind of been at the core of who I am just from even when I was, you know, I remember going to elementary school and living like um, five miles away from school. And I, I would always ask my parents if I could just ride my bike into town. Right. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it was always cycling's always been kind of at the at the forefront of what I wanted to do. And um, that was a good way to kind of. Uh, add both of those elements in there nice yeah. nice that's awesome yeah bmx that makes a lot of sense that you have such a massive like one second power yeah uh, because <laughs> right? bmxers like you know that's it's a minute it's pretty it's, much a minute race right yeah yeah <laughs> i mean like you you have to float on the pedals a little bit more you yeah have to, like have a little bit more core stability so yeah no that makes it makes a ton of sense yeah um, and i think one of the like the components too is that my brother was was like when i started to race driveway and we can talk about it a little bit later but yeah. um he was always like man this is just so crazy i can't believe you'd want to do this i'm like i used to do bmx racing and that that's a lot of bumping elbows and we're like going over jumps and humps and all that stuff and so i i'm assuming that driveway is going to be a a scaled down version of that of course i was wrong and it's just (laughs) as crazy as bmx racing though yeah yeah yeah. how how big were those races um as far as like amount of competitors yeah yeah. we'd have 10 to 12 yeah. and you could only have so many on the track at one time is it so, a pretty small track uh yeah it's i would say like as far as what how we kind of manage things now and distance wise it's maybe a mile long total um but it does a lot of kind of down and backs and uh, each track is different uh, the one in austin has actually been redone since i raced it in the past they had one over in um pflugerville area and now they've kind of shifted over to another spot in pflugerville um, but they, it's a good track. They, they manage it really well. The guys who operate that, you know, do a really good job. There's a couple of guys that have like literally dedicated their lives to making sure this thing is constantly going and mm-hmm. allowing kids to jump in. That's the biggest component to BMX racing is really for the kids. And then a lot of, you know, us adults who maybe wanted to do it as we were growing up and didn't have a chance or whatever the reason is, um, there's still guys at our age now that will go out there and I'm sure that you can go out there on a Friday or Saturday night. I don't know what night they're racing now, but you'll catch guys that are, you know, racing at 40 or 50 years old. It's Dang. just, it's just kind of a, a part of their life. And I kind of faded, faded away just from the injuries perspective on it. Yeah. Um, it is pretty, pretty dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. Even when you put on the proper gearing on your bike to try to eliminate your tire kind of slipping forward and dropping a chain, it can still happen. Like really? chain tensioners and stuff are a thing and people use those, especially as you get more to an adult with more power you need to put things in place on your bike to really lock it into place, but stuff can still happen. Ah, I see. That's yeah. interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. we definitely. I don't think we've talked about that. No, no, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, no. BMX stuff is like it's it's like I feel like there there's like I think of it as like mountain gravel road, and I forget like BMX is like, right. You know, a big part of like and it's the Olympic sport community. now too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the like you really got to get into it young though. Yeah, it's not something sense. you can kind of tap into at an older yeah. older age and, mm-hmm. and be like. Oh, well, I'm gonna do this now, and this is gonna be my thing. Like, at least from a an income perspective, right? Like, yeah. this is your career. Mm-hmm. It can always be a hobby, but um, yeah, career-wise, you have to start like 
as a pup, really, yeah. four or five years old. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. I'm sure, like, it's, like, kids that are, like, pro at, like, 16, 17. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I raised really... a couple of guys that were, you know, they would just class them up into my category just due to, you know, that night being thin on riders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, they were they were strong riders out there, 16-year-old yeah. kids that were clearing jumps that, you know, are pro-level jumps. It's it's wild. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. It's nuts when I see, like, the 15-year-old kid, like, in driveway, like, let alone, like, doing, like, BMX with, like, adults as well because, like, you can get thrown around, like, pretty easily. I mean, oh, we've yeah. seen it at driveway. Like, those young kids get, like, knocked around and then they fall, like, yeah, that sort of thing. for so. sure. I raced a kid last week who was <laughs> holding on strong. Yeah. Um, it, it was just – it's funny to see because you can always kind of tell where the dad is because they'll yeah. do the whole slap on the hip to, like, get the kid on the wheel and they're like, all right, let's go. Come on, follow follow me and it's like wow it's just crazy that you're navigating your child through this you know such a chaotic race but they they do a great job that would be the best possible thing is to have your kid in a race and get to lead them out like i feel like that would be like the most like satisfying thing absolutely (laughs) absolutely charlotte maybe in the future yeah in the the future yeah yeah nice (laughs) it's gonna be tough for me to get into the women's race though yeah for sure (laughs) well i don't know it's women's open so it's just wide open nowadays that's true yeah maybe yeah you know maybe she'll just hop in on the four or five (laughs) (laughs) love it love it um so you did bmx for a while and then when did you start to ride more like road um so my brother and i uh have always kind of had a bit of a competition between each other he got into cycling pretty pretty seriously maybe five years ago maybe Mm -hmm. six um i kind of tag along with that a little bit over the years and kind of dabbled here and there i bought a a, like a just a used bike from bicycle sports shop uh like three or four years ago paid like 250 bucks for it um <laughs> i bought my first speed plays along with that and they were like 265 so like my pedals were more than my bike that i had purchased mm-hmm. but it, overall i kind of knew that i was going to be getting into something that i was going to do for the long haul and i knew that the bike was just kind of temporary um but uh that would have that would have been probably four four years ago that i started doing that and then just recently, my brother upgraded um, to a bike about two years ago, and I got his older bike, which is mm-hmm. a lovely new bike for me. I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan of it. Um, it's fast and, and uh, does the job. Um, but yeah, I would say within the past year, I've been serious about doing doing road cycling to the point where I think last year total, I had about 700 miles total mm-hmm. for the whole year. And uh, right now I just hit 3000 nice. uh, like a week ago. Yeah. That's awesome. And That's so awesome. We're, we're, we're moving it on up, but I, there's still guys that crank out like 6,000 miles a year and, and at this point in the year. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll hit like a hundred thousand feet of like oh, yeah. elevation like, yeah. with no problem. Right. You for know? sure. Yeah. I just, my brother, um, he rides a lot in Indiana and their, their elevation there is, is very minimal. Yeah. Like he'll do a 50 mile thousand feet of elevation setup, <laughs> and, uh, he, he loves climbing and I actually hated climbing in the beginning. Yeah. I was, I was probably 30 pounds heavier a year mm-hmm. ago and it was a challenge to kind of get up the hills in Austin and, um, he just sent me a screenshot that I had gotten to the hundred thousand mark and he's like 60,000 feet of elevation. So Damn. there's like a, there's a massive change in how we're competing against each other right now. Yeah. And I'm kind of getting up to the point where I can legitimately send him rides and be confident that he's going to be impressed with what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but ultimately he, he's my little brother, but he's, he's a lot stronger rider than I yeah. am for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys do, did either one of you, cause I think you did track right in, yeah, in I, high school. I ran track. He was never, uh, an endurance athlete at all yeah. um baseball football basketball and yeah. so when it came to like getting involved in the cycling it was interesting to kind of see how he shifted into it um when i wasn't involved in it at all 
and then kind of seeing what what my background is how that can translate over into cycling and i thought maybe it would be a spot where i could have a leg up on him yeah. um he's always kind of been like i said ahead of me a little bit but mm. i think this year is going to be a major major uh change in events between him and i for yeah. sure yeah have you guys ever like uh been in a race with each other never or like that? Uh, we've we've gone on rides he drops yeah. me literally every time <laughs> there was one time we were riding in charles in charleston south carolina and he literally uh led me out with one foot on the pedal and the other yeah. foot was just dangling there so <laughs> It was, it was, uh, it's like the ultimate flex and in, in low yeah. blow. And it's just like, whatever, man, it, that's cool. You're, you're ahead of me brother, right now. It like, it's like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Like. And we, there's every, literally everything we do is a competition. So yeah. it, it's been really fun to like, see, see this kind of transpire into something that we, we still, we talk almost, you know, certainly every week, but almost mm-hmm. every day. And we, we throw rides at each other and he's got another buddy that we brought into the equation. That's part of his, uh, kind of in-law family mm-hmm. and we just yeah we love to kind of you know, push each other we've got a ride that we're doing in october when i go home oh sweet it's kind of like my a race like nice. doing all these driveways and it's like yeah, yeah this is all b race compared it- to when i go home and i'm riding <laughs> my brother for you sure have to, you have to bring your a game oh that. absolutely like, you, can't, you can't just like you know half-ass it and, yeah you know. <laughs> it, it's it's gonna be it, it's gonna be impressive they, yeah. they have a, a group up there that's very uh comparable i guess on a very small level to breakfast club mm-hmm. um but they they do some really strong rides nice and so I'm, I'm hoping to to be able to hang with them when i go up there nice that'd yeah. be awesome yeah it's like with cycling no matter what level you're at there's always somebody or some group that can drop somebody's you. always above you yeah 100 yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing too i think that as we kind of like get new riders into breakfast club is is really letting people know that the intimidation factor really doesn't ever go away like mm-hmm. you you certainly do uh, gain a lot of confidence as you continue to ride but you and I are no mm-hmm. no less intimidated than than the rider that just bought a bike last week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's like in the same boat, and I think that's like a big thing, like for people that are like starting to like come out for cycling and that sort of stuff. Because I, I ran into the same thing as like, oh, am I going to be fast enough? Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to be like good? You know, like to have all the right things and like all that sort of stuff. And it's like. One, you're probably never going to be as fast as you want to be because there's always someone that's right. faster than you, right? Exactly. So it's like, just come out and have fun anyway. Yeah. Like, and know, I think that's the matter. fun part about yeah. it is that you, yeah. there's always improvement, right? Because mm-hmm. I think with a lot of things we do in life, once yeah. we reach that peak, it's there's there's a lot of interest that's lost there. Yeah. And th- I think that we'll never run out of interest with the sport, no. for sure. There's always something new. There's different terrain, different types of riding, different yep. people to ride with, yeah. that sort of stuff. We could like, get super overwhelmed with road cycling and we want to mm-hmm. back off of it and we get to a point where we're like well let's just grab a gravel bike or a yeah. mountain bike right there's yeah. so many other levels that we can hop into that we i don't think i know i haven't really mm-hmm. jumped into at all yeah me either yeah, yeah i've mostly been just like road road cycling like throughout yep. like my whole time for sure um and yeah gravel and like mountain biking seems like stuff that would be like interesting to do mm-hmm. um but it's just like Sometimes there's just not enough time yeah. you know, to do it all. And I like to just going fast. Is exactly. Anything that's like offering resistance to the tires is not, is not, I'm not a fan of that. Exactly. Like I watched like the mountain bike race for like the Olympics and it looks like a lot of fun because it's just like fast up and then like people are spinning and like that sort of stuff. But then like you're spinning, but you're only going like we talked about earlier, you're only going like two miles an hour. Right. You know, and it's like, well, I mean, that seems like fun, but like. 
I think I'd rather like be spinning going like 30. Yeah, you know? <laughs> absolutely. There's a whole level of accomplishment that uh, needs to be understood on my side from that, from the mountain biking 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. But yeah, no, I, I, I like what you said about that. Like, you know, for, for people that are starting out, it's like, just, just go for it because like, it's never going to be a time where you're like fast enough or like yep. you're, you're feeling like you're like, Hey, I'm where I need to be to jump out and like go and do this. Right. It's like, you're always going to feel behind. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody drafts on mountain biking and that's like my thing. I really enjoy yeah. hopping on a wheel. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Drafting is like the best part. Like, right. Uh, I, I heard a quote, I can't remember who said it, but it's like, are you racing or are you in a bike race? Cause I feel like a lot of times I'm in a bike race, but I'm not really racing. Cause right. I'm mostly just drafting. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I get so in my head to not ever like be like on the front like i'm like i gotta be drafting right now exactly exactly yeah i'll send like a 26 and a half mile average to my brother and he'll be like but you were 175 watts like what is that how do you even accomplish yeah. that it's like well i was getting pulled like, yeah right i didn't i did not do anything at all yeah yeah it, was, it might as well not even have been a race for yeah 100 percent. Yeah. thank you for everybody who was racing that day <laughs> that's me in driveway for sure right for sure so um you started racing this year yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's my first year yeah. Uh, you did, I think we met at Rogers, right? right? Yeah. And then did you do any other road races? That no? was the only one. That was basically kind of uh, leading me into knowing the driveway was going to be coming around pretty quickly after nice. that. Um, I wanted, I actually uh, messaged Joel and it was already full. They had 75 riders at that point. Mm -hmm. So I messaged him and was like, hey, is there any way that we can get like one extra slot in here? Because I just missed the deadline on signing up and he mm -hmm. got me in and it was, nice. um, went out there, uh, lasted the first like 90% of the first lap and then we looked down and we were doing like 350 in the peloton and it was just like no way that I'm holding this for the rest of this race yeah a lot of like mental elements that were that were kind of kicking off there and it was literally my first road race I didn't have any like knowledge or skill of kind of how the group operated and and who I was even racing against which is such a major component in like knowing tactics for the racing as yeah. well um, so yeah ultimately it was really just I kind of went into it just saying hey I want to finish um, I did drop off the group um, on the first lap. We did three total laps, and I didn't want to DNF. I just wanted to go ahead and just finish it out. I wanted to experience everything that I would come across in a race, which, of course, road racing is different than crit racing. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just wanted to basically accomplish it, like know yeah. that I finished it. I, I started and I finished and, um, you know, come across, like, cramp, cramps and all that stuff that you would – you need to know what you're going to experience in that situation so that I can work on it as I really start to develop the craft. And, um, yeah, overall it was a great experience. I met you. I met a lot mm -hmm. of people who I still communicate with yeah. uh, really regularly today, um, outside of breakfast club and inside breakfast club. But I feel like that, that day at Rogers was really kind of who I developed my core group of friends moving forward. Yeah. For sure. No, it was, that was a great, yeah. Cause I think like Lalo and Joaquin yeah. were out there yep, and for Jonathan sure. Grant uh, was, out there. was out yeah. there. Yeah. It was a great time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. 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 Those, those guys are all still very active in, in, mm -hmm. in, in cycling and, um, yeah, I, I talk to them weekly still yeah. to this day for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great time. Yeah. Uh, that road race was fast though. It was really fast. Really fast. Like, the, the, from like the four or five all the way up to like the pro race. Like, yeah. Man, there was, it was a fast, it was a really, really fast race. Yeah. I think the, the component that, you know, that I'm kind of pairing that up with is that we had the pandemic and I think mm -hmm. that a lot of people really got into cycling in the year of the pandemic last year, um, to the point where it was, 
you had a lot of guys who had a lot of time on their hands and they mm-hmm. threw a lot of effort into training. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we open up the, the floodgates to start racing and you have a lot of guys that are really, really strong riders. Yeah. And category wise, we didn't really um, have things kind of like mm-hmm. specific to like a, just a cat five only, which is what I would have pro- easily jumped into. Yeah. Um, but it was very, it was similar. Um, but there was still, a, there was, there was kind of a way for people that if they were a three or a four, they could hop into the race. And so ultimately I didn't, like I said, I didn't really know who I was right up against racing. Mm-hmm. And, um, overall the experience was just like through the roof and so grateful that, that Joel kind of went out on a limb there and, and opened up all those races so that we can kind of get the ball rolling to, you know, get driveway opened up again Seriously, too. Right. Yeah. I think that was a major component and like driveway seeing that, Hey, we can do this and this, this can be done. Like now they opened it up and, and it was wide open for us to all kind of get into crit racing as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was really awesome to see driveway like open up this year. I know the meteor had like a big hand in that, like, for sure. you know, where they were like, just like, what can we do to like help out and everything? Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so you did the road race and then what made you want to do crit racing? Um, I think the component probably initially would have been distance, yeah. <laughs> knowing that Shorter. it was like really short. Um, and like you, like you kind of said in BMX racing, it, it's very comparable, yeah. um, as far as like, uh, needs of, of power and, mm-hmm. and just time, the, dura- the duration of the race significantly less than a road race. Um, but I would probably say just knowing that a lot of like the, the really strong, like badass riders in cycling, mm-hmm all dabble in crit racing and yeah. it, i feel like this year it's really kind of blown up with like legion entering the scene oh my gosh, yeah those guys are doing a really good job of like making it super popular and attractive mm-hmm. um but yeah most mostly just knowing that um it existed and i wanted to just try it and nice um after obviously i, I kind of sense where this conversation is going to next because yeah. my first race I, mm-hmm. I crashed yeah um which is truly, I think, how you and I really kind of developed our friendship, yeah. you know, initially uh, with the need of me needing to recover. But um, week one, lap two, I did I did crash. Um, I ran into the guy in front of me. We had a kind of a pinch point in the race, and um, I wasn't knowledgeable enough to know kind of how to monitor that as it's coming down the, down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so crashed, went over the handlebars, uh, broke my Ola Cronin bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and basically needed to get surgery and PT and got a surgery done a week after the crash and, and then started PT with you probably four or five weeks four or after. Five weeks, yeah. 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 We were in contact a little bit before. For sure. Um, yeah. I was kind of giving you the, the rundown of, you know, progress of just kind of hanging around the house and, uh, eventually got to the point where you're like, I think you're ready to hop in and let's mm-hmm. do this. And I knew, I knew that I had been exposed to a lot of, uh, horror stories, I guess is a, is a good way to describe it as far as <laughs> going to a place where I've, I've literally heard stories of people say, I went to a group physical therapy session. And I'm like, yeah. what does that even entail? They're right. like, well, there's one instructor and we all kind of stand around in a circle and it's like, so you have multiple different injuries that you're working on with yeah. one physical therapist and I like sure there's a massive component of being able to throw it on the insurance and like walk mm-hmm. away from it but at the same time it's like I I truly viewed this as I get one opportunity 
to get my arm back to 100% again. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I do it right. And whatever mm -hmm. the cost is that's associated with that, it's money well spent because at the end of the day, we get we are given two arms and I only have one left arm. And so it's like, <laughs> I want to make sure that, that it's done proper. I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to be 70 years old and have some significant um, mm -hmm. ad life adjustment that I need to live by, you know, because of an injury on a cycling event. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we, I felt like we really like got into things because I mean, your goal ultimately was, I think when we first talked about it, you're like, I want to be able to get back out, like ride again, like with a group and that sort of thing. You're like, I don't know, like I'm 50, 50 on driveway. Like you were like, I, I'm not sure if I a hundred percent want to get back, but eventually you did get back to driveway. So like, yeah. you know, you, you put in a lot of work, you like, uh, you made awesome gains, like awesome, awesome gains, like very quickly. Um, but like what ultimately, like what point were you like, okay, like I think driveway could be a thing. So I think, uh, well, initially when I, when I called my mom the next day and I had a broken arm, she was like, you're an idiot. I can't believe that you're, you're racing bikes at, at 36 years old or 37, whatever it was. And, uh, I was, I was like, hey, I know mom, I'm never going to do it again. I promise. It's like, there's a one and done. I learned my lesson. Um, I would say, about four weeks, really when I started going to PT with you and mm -hmm. we, we were all, like you said at the beginning, we we're kind of nerding out a lot during yeah. our sessions and like really talking about stuff. And I think at that point you had started racing. Yeah, I think um, I did. So there was that exposure just in our discussion of what you were doing. And just in my mind, I, I felt somewhat defeated in, mm -hmm. in like crashing out first race. And so I wanted to at least just go back and initially I was like I'm just going to do one race I'm going to go back I'm going to complete it and then I'll be done yeah and <laughs> as you know it's like massively addicting yeah. so when you do one and you like are successful in completing that mm -hmm. one now you're like well I want to do one and I want to like truly feel like I can move around in the pack and and like have some gains there and naturally it's just kind of like evolved to where I'm, I'm doing a monthly uh, memberships <laughs> yep. instead of a weekly membership. And it's just like an ongoing thing now. And it's like, you look forward to it every week. And, yeah. um, I, I'm still kind of at the level where when I, when I roll up to the start line, there is some fear there. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like, uh, what, what the, the potential of could happen because, you know, as, as everyone knows driveway, there's crashes all the time yeah. and you never know how serious that crash is going to be. It could be something where you just get a few elbow scrapes and you move on or you could be carted off in an ambulance. So, um, I, that, that element still definitely is very fresh in my mind. Um, so I'm, I'm very cautious in how I, I approach the race. And I think every week I'm getting more and more, uh, willing to kind of open up the gates mm -hmm. a little bit and try to get into a spot where I can be competitive in the front of the pack. And, mm -hmm. and, um, I, I know fitness wise, I could, it, I don't want to, I'm not trying to brag at all. I just think I, I, I could probably hang there. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a massive mental component when you're racing in a crit race to where you've got to be fully dialed in and, yeah. and you've got to be aware of all the, the things that could occur in that, in that situation. So I'm, I'm think I'm there now, uh, to the mm -hmm. point where I'm, I'm probably going to start to, to get to a, a point where I'm going to push some things moving forward. Yeah. And I've, I've noticed you've been kind of mixing it in with the pack a little bit more. Cause yeah, but yeah like I remember that first race, like you were like kind of hanging back a little mm -hmm. bit. Like what was like when you started that race, were you just like, what, what am I doing? Uh, so, <laughs> or were you feeling like pretty good? Like going into, so it? I was a 400 meter racer in track mm -hmm. and it's super comparable to that yeah. in that 
there are so many things that could happen in that 400 meters that you could never anticipate. Even yeah. if you know the guys you're racing against, um, there's there's just a lot of things like how you deal with headwind and all that stuff as you're going out of the backstretch. And um, in crit racing, it's very comparable in that there a guy could be feeling really good that day, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, a guy could be feeling really bad and you're on his wheel and is, is he going to falter a little bit to where he could affect you and like even crash you out? So... Um, I was, I'm very familiar with the nervousness that I, as you're standing at the starting line and I, it was a very comparable feeling to track, uh, running track. Mm-hmm. But I think at the, with, with the, the way that driveway set up, you, they drop you on the line like three minutes before. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like never, a okay, you, you have 10 minutes to get to this or 10 seconds to get this line and then we're going to shoot you off. Yeah. So the longer you're waiting there, the more build up that <laughs> yeah. just like accumulates. Sure. Right. And I think we were at the starting line for like five minutes on that yeah. first day back. Yeah. And I legitimately thought I was going to throw up. Like yeah. it was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. And yeah. I, we think we talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. afterwards. And as soon as you kick it off, you're good to go. And mm-hmm. I think for the first two or three weeks after that race, um, you would always come over and be like, Hey, how you feeling today? You ready to do this? And I'm like, no, I'm probably yeah, not going to race today. Yeah, every, time, <laughs> every time we'd be I, going down like the, like one stretch every time you're like, I'm just not feeling it today. Right. Right. You're like, I think I'm just going to pull off and you're like, no, no, just go ahead and fire it up and we'll see what happens. You can always just peel yeah. off. And sure enough, you always finish the race and it is what it is, but we'd always have the opposite, uh, like outlook going in. You always be like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to win today. <laughs> and then I'm over here struggling to just keep it all in you know and then we finished about the same right exactly (laughs) but yeah no that's like a huge you know that's a huge like mental like obstacle to like get over that for sure sure. and then like more and more comfort like as time went on now you know you're kind of at the point now where you're like okay i'm I'm feeling like i can mix it up in that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so uh, i think we we talked about it earlier but it's like a lot of people have crashes and then they're either afraid to get back on the bike or like they're like I don't know like I'm just gonna ride indoors but like what ultimately drove you to be like okay like I want to do this I want to get back into driveway well I think mostly is when my arm got fully mm-hmm. back to 100 percent it's yeah. like if you don't go back into racing again you're almost like paralyzed without an injury right yeah. like you 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 kind of handicap yourself into a corner where you don't need to do that right yeah. you just go out there and give it another go and see what happens and honestly i could have did one race and been like okay I'm, i've done it i'm good um i accomplished it and i'm just going to move on and not do it again so for me i think i just didn't want to like forever be injured from that accident knowing that i'm not injured anymore like physically yeah. right like mm-hmm. i didn't want to mentally be held back there anymore so i just wanted to accomplish it and then once i did that it was just kind of like okay i really want to just continue doing this yeah you know and honestly i i didn't tell uh i don't know if my mom even knows that i am still racing <laughs> honestly she probably has an idea because i do send her a lot of photos and stuff but nice. um yeah for the most part she's she's limited on her information that she knows about what i'm doing 100 percent, and not because she'd be nervous for me she yeah. just would probably call me an idiot again yeah. <laughs> so you don't you're like i don't, don't need that, that. yeah like, i already know this is like not the best idea yeah exactly i don't i don't need to be reminded of that everybody out at the starting line of driveway is always like this probably is probably always thinking like this is probably not the best idea you know? <laughs> right but i'm gonna still do it anyway it's so much fun though like the community out there is great oh absolutely like, you know the camaraderie is great like you know 100 everybody and, and it's fun to like riding with your friends because like we all think that we are like a mini legion team and we all right. have this strategy going in before that oh, yeah. we never follow but absolutely. it's always fun like to talk about it you absolutely know? <laughs> yeah you and i i think we've had 
maybe 10 different strategies that yeah. have never been executed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're all really good. Like, oh, yeah. They're 10 winning strategies. It's just we just haven't had a chance to execute. 100%. Race hasn't played out that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is, that, honestly, that's a thing. And that's yeah. an attractive thing, too, about racing crits is that mm -hmm. every race is completely different from the last. Yeah. And you never know. Like, one guy could attack and go off and now that completely adjusts how things happen in the pack you know yeah and, and that to me is just massively interesting on on like just in general that nothing is the same yeah no i think that's the coolest thing about like bike racing or like cycling in general is there's such a mental aspect to it now like i i ran uh track and cross country as well and there's a mental aspect to that that is like okay it's suffering and you have to be okay with suffering for a long period of time but with cycling it's like you have to be okay with suffering but for the right period of time mm -hmm. and when is that right period of time and you're right. really like i think that mental game is is so is, is such a draw at least for me for for biking yeah for sure because you like again getting back to if you can master a sport you kind of lose interest in it like mm -hmm. i feel like crit racing even the masters don't have it mastered right yeah yeah because there's always some new person that comes out that adds like something different to the race they attack at a different time yeah or, you know all of a sudden like you're in a race and you're like it is going really slow why is this going so slow like should i maybe i try something you know off the front of this so yep. i think that's like the fun part about yeah it. for yeah. sure I mean, like, we, we are super thrilled to race that driveway, mm -hmm. and neither one of us have ever podiumed, no. and we don't have any less interest in it because of that, right? Exactly. It's just continuously feeding um, the, the urge to want to go out every week. Oh, for sure. And I think that's one thing, like, people can get caught up with a lot of times is, like, an outcome based like or yeah a results like based like outcome like they're like okay like i'm gonna train this hard or i'm gonna work this hard and i want to finish third and they don't finish third and then they're like disappointed when yeah. in reality it's like we're more like training and like you know riding and that sort of thing to like have like a mid-pack finish and have fun like you know mm -hmm. and like be able to like hang out after and like talk with people about the race yeah you know? for like, sure that's kind of ultimately what it's about like would it be fun to win sure but absolutely like, honestly like you know, I could go out every single week and finish 20th and be very happy with yeah. that, you know? Yeah, and you'll see, like, guys that we, we ride with a lot, like Danny and mm -hmm. Veronica and Kuya, and, like, all these guys throw in some serious effort every yeah. week to get strong, mm -hmm. and they're, they're it's paying off for them, right? Yeah. And to think, like, someone who, like me, who may come in at half the distance every week that they put in mm -hmm. is going to just hop in and, like, make things happen and, and pull off a win, like... That's yeah. almost kind of disrespectful to the, the, the time that they've put yeah, in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, the the work that, like, the people that put in that, like, win those races is insane. Oh, like, they put crazy. in so much, like, effort, like, during the week to, like, that are, like, behind the scenes, more or less, to, like, be able to get to that point. Like, yeah. You know, like, Veronica is a great example of that because, like, she just works her butt off, like, all the time. Oh, like, yeah. And now she's, like, seems like she wins every race. Right? Like, that she's yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you've, you've paid your dues and now yeah. it's time to, to, to receive the, the dividends from yeah, that. For sure. For sure. But it's, it's, like, such a fun time. Like, you know, it's, it's great that it's back and it's, you know, great that you're back out there. Right? So, yeah, I'm grateful to be back, for sure. But I really appreciate you coming on and everything like that chris uh like i said chris is he'll be out at breakfast club he's probably like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet i'm not like he's such a nice guy like easily Appreciate approachable that. like come up and chat with him like he's very welcoming like especially at breakfast club like he's if you're a new rider or something like that come like, on out come out talk to him like he's like i said you cannot like meet a nicer guy so i appreciate but that. thanks again we really appreciate you having uh, coming on thank you before we go, I wanted to thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to help support the podcast, take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Eastside Movement Co. 
To stay up to date on all the latest from us, sign up for our newsletter on our website, eastsidemovement.com, or give us a follow on Instagram at eastsidemovementco. Thank you again for listening. Thank you.